it like love shouldn't be hard and I think in the past I thought you know there has to be these huge ups and downs like it's so normal to have toxic screaming matches but that's not like ah, right <laughs> it's right not, it's not how it should be and love doesn't have to be like that Hey everyone, welcome back to Uncoupling. We are the podcast that talks about breakups, but more importantly, how to empower yourself through a breakup. I am your host, Holland Roden, and this week we have our lovely guest, Charlene Murphy. She is (laughs) a rising star across all social media platforms. She is a fashion and beauty blogger, as well as a podcaster with a podcast of her own called Hold My Drink. Welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, now we are obviously uh virtual this week because mm-hmm. you are calling in from dublin yes now, give me a little background of how you got into blogging and uh you know the dublin scene yeah so i actually began with like a written blog you know, like a blog you actually write on and like that's how i wanted i always love fashion love beauty i love watching youtube videos but i never like had the courage to actually start youtube so like, okay, i'll just write and take pictures and like it's kind of an easier way to get into it. So I just done that first and that was fine. And then I was like, I want to do something more. And I didn't actually like the writing part. I think I just wanted a reason to be able to put up the pictures. So I just kind of went onto Instagram then and kind of started from there and grew a following. I think it was like really, I was quite shy as a child and like quiet and stuff. So like for me to do that was like a huge deal to put myself out there. And like back when I started, I was just starting college and it was like no one was doing it at the time in Ireland. Like it wasn't a done thing. So it was like such a big thing to like step out of that comfort zone. Obviously people were saying things and not being very nice about it the whole time, like behind my back and stuff. But like it's got me yeah. to where I am now. So a lot of, a lot of like self-empowerment and, and that sort of grit that you have to get through at such a young age in college because they would like sort of, I think it's probably comes from like an insecurity within themselves of potentially wanting to do it themselves, but they didn't have the courage and uh, people get very uncomfortable when someone else has the courage to do it. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily that they want to do what you do, but they want to do something that steps outside and they can't. So when they see someone do it, they're just jealous of whatever confidence they might have. But I think as well in your college years, like all you want to do is fit in and like, you don't want to stand out, but like doing something like that is going to make you force you to stand out in, in that way. But mm-hmm. I think it's be a good thing thank god so and because i mean you're already yeah i mean what are you're like in your early 20s right and you're pretty pretty young. yeah 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 really young i feel like when you start your because essentially blogging is starting your own business and yes. when you have to be that self-efficient that early do you feel like that self-confidence at such a young age transferred into your dating life yeah I think it did it did and it didn't because sometimes I felt like having the blog and having the Instagram I was like oh god does that like kind of like turn men off a little bit like I didn't know whether it would be something that they would be into because obviously a lot of people would share their relationship online and like not every every man is up for that they're you know doing their own thing they don't want to girl blast them all over Instagram or whatever to show that they're taken so I think that was kind of a thing for me that I kind of had to not that I had to choose between like what I thought men thought of me and and work but like it definitely did kind of did influence it in a way and made me think about it um but it did give me more confidence I think as well then when someone was into it and like did have respect for what I'd done and like I felt really good about like about what I did in that way so I think it did give me confidence then in, in dating as well yeah that's such an interesting aspect because 
like you said, they might be a participant in the blogging world. And you're like, well, they're not signing up for two jobs. They're signing up for one job as my yeah. girlfriend, as my boyfriend. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Did you, was there a part of you that felt like, okay, but if I do, you know, start dating someone while doing this for a living, I know that they really want to be with me because they're signing up for everything. Or did you feel like that yeah. you kept them out of the picture, you know, throughout your, your first relationships while blogging? So when I actually started it, I had a boyfriend at the time and he wasn't, he was supportive of it, but like up until a certain point. And it was like when it got, when I kind of started getting traction and like bigger and following, it kind of got like, I don't know if it intimidated him a bit. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, I think it's he was kind of like, yeah and I think they kind of think you're doing it for other boys I was like no I just want the girls to be dressed nice and have their beauty products like I think yeah. they think that it's for other men but it's not so I think it may maybe like tapped into a bit of an insecurity in him that way um my boyfriend now so we obviously had a breakup and stuff last year but um he got I got with him and I think I had like 30,000 followers at the time um but I kind of like I was at a good stage where I wasn't questioning like oh is he maybe he's only talking to me because of having followers I don't know if that's a thing that happens but like it could no, be I think it definitely happened yeah, yeah yeah so he was just really sweet and like it, it happened at a good time so when we broke up at that last year at that stage for like nine months when people were approaching me I kind of questioned like are they coming with the right intentions like are they just coming to talk to you just so they can say they've talk to someone who people kind of know of that not to say that in a cocky way but you know what I mean like mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. like, they have oh, I, I spoke to her or whatever else just so they can say to their friends because you're like maybe someone that people know of um so yeah it's interesting the teeter in that of like how dating and jobs are affected yeah. by dating and dating affects your job is that at the beginning you're thinking okay people don't want to be with me because I do the blog and then eventually there's this turning point where people are dating you, you know, you have that fear that people are dating you because of the blog. It's, it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I think it's like, but even at that, then when we did break up for the, for the nine months or 10 months, whatever it was, I like still was like, Oh God, what if, if when I didn't want to get back with him, I was like, what if like men don't like me because I have a following because some men like being low key and like, just don't want to be associated with that. And they might think the job is stupid because a lot of people still do think like influencers are stupid and like, you know it's not a proper job so I was like will that kind of push people away that way but then also if they're getting pushed away by that they're not the person for you at the same time exactly it yeah. really weeds people out in that sense absolutely so yeah. your current relationship yeah. status you're dating the same guy that you had broken up and then you guys got back together or this is a new boyfriend no the same same one. Oh wow so what made um you guys feel like it wasn't the best time to date and then what made you feel like you guys should get back together so it was what year are we in it 2023 yeah it was last year it was I think February time and it like COVID had just kind of ended I think at the time or kind of the world had been opened back up for a while or for a few months just and he was living with me and my family home at the time before I'd moved out and it was just like a lot like we we're just on top of each other mm-hmm. like I think COVID changed a lot of people's like thoughts on relationships and even their own relationship like they just wanted to get out and like in my head like he's he plays football so he never has time off like soccer um soccer for the American audience he never has time off so um he couldn't like he could never move away to a different country and like just pick up and leave so I had in my head I was like I just want to leave I just want to get out like I can never do this with him like and then when we broke up I was like I don't even want that it was just like I just wanted to push everything away and like just 
feel like I wanted to start fresh. I think it was a COVID thing, to be honest, and just him so shedding the COVID skin and, and, and skipping so many steps yeah. in the relationship because of COVID. It just smushes you guys yeah. together. I felt like we were together like two and a half, three years, but I felt like we were like a married couple and not in a good way. It was like the boring, like not going on dates. Like obviously you couldn't really during COVID anyway, but I was just like, oh no, get me, get me out. Like, <laughs> yeah. You were at that really critical age that you spent your early 20s in COVID. Yes. Yeah. You were yeah. on the sort of end spectrum of, of, of being a quote unquote kid and having yeah. to transition to adulthood during a time where the world was shut down. It's bizarre. Like, I still feel like I'm like 22. I'm like, I, didn't, I just didn't age in them years. Like, but we, yeah, all, we all freeze. Up. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like I'm in my early 30s. I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah, yeah like it's, so, it's mad when, when the world opened back up, it was like everything was different and you were different, but you didn't feel different. Like it was, yeah, sorry. Would you say that you feel like you guys obviously liked each other and were drawn to each other, but you needed to date again in the normal world? You needed, yeah. like you're saying, you start needed to start fresh. Yeah, so he actually moved away in the time that we had broken up to over to England um, for soccer. And that was kind of like, he kind of had his own life over there, like had his own apartment. And I was like, that's really attractive. Because before I kind of felt like he was living with me, like I had him under my wing. Like I'd say this to him as well, like he knows how, how I felt at the time. But like him having his own kind of responsibilities and being an adult, like was, was like, I was like, oh, that's really nice to see. And like kind of made me think about it again. And then I suppose, yeah, date back in the real world. We're long distance now. So he lives like an oh, wow. it's like a 40 minute plane ride but obviously it's time and wise and stuff um to see him but like having the long distance is nice too because you're not always seeing each other all the time like on top of each other like get really excited to see him every time I go over like we have dates planned like it's it is really nice this is your first long distance relationship first one yeah yeah first one and yeah. uh and how long would you say would you feel like it kind of gets old and you're like okay now we planned our dates. We're we're getting our our shit together, and obviously, when he has his own apartment and he's taking care of himself, self efficiency is the first step in being able to be healthy enough to be with another person. Definitely. And not to say that he wasn't able to take care of himself during COVID. It was just it limited his options. Of course. And so now that he's self efficient, now that the dates are back on on the calendars, when do you think that? you guys would want to merge your lives back together again on a regular basis. It's just a, th a thing of like time and then like my work is very much here and his work is there. Like he can't, he can't move. Um, okay. And like, we're just both so busy at the moment. Like we're doing long distance now. It'd be actually a year in December we're doing long distance again. Mm. Um, And like, it look, does get hard. Like last month I literally seen him twice, like for 24 hours at a time. That was it like the whole time. Oh. So like it's hard at times like that, but Again, it's nice. And I think having the breakup like kind of prepared us for long distance because I, I was without him for nine months or 10 months. So then doing long distance doesn't seem as bad because you're not going from seeing each other every day to like long distance right. completely. It's kind of like easy in a little bit. But I think I think in the next year, I would like to live together because I think it's not a, a very long-term solution for Just a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And is there another big breakup that you would say in your life? Cause you're still young, obviously mm -hmm. that what are the biggest lessons? I guess you would, I would ask you that you learned from your biggest breakup so far that's helped you in this relationship. 
I think just knowing your worth and like knowing what you want from a relationship and also your love language is like it's so important because my last boyfriend just didn't understand love languages in that way so he kind of like would give me what he thought love was and I gave him what I thought love was but like they didn't match up so like mine I love getting gifts but like I don't necessarily mean big gifts it could be literally like a thought of like them getting you a chocolate bar from the shop or like you know something small like that but like he never understood that and like I would always be like why isn't he thoughtful like why does he never think of little things or like write me a little note and things like that and like that just really always was a root of our arguments and things so I think really knowing how your partner likes to be loved and needs to be loved is really important like my boyfriend now he loves words of affirmation so for him like a card is so much more special than me getting him a present for his birthday but he, like obviously I get him both but like that's what he loves and he loves giving that as well like he'll always give me like a personalized card and um he's really thoughtful like that so I think having you don't necessarily have matching love languages but I think as long as you know each other's understanding to work yeah. with that is really important yeah and just knowing what you'll accept in a relationship like I think I have a very no bullshit kind of approach now that if my lines were were crossed and my boundaries were crossed that I'd be gone Mm. I really do think that comes from from being self-employed and having your own boundary with work and having to know when you get up in the morning how much you have to get done in order to make your business run. And obviously, as a blogger, there's a lot of self-reflection. You're physically looking at yourself a lot of a lot of the time. Yeah. So would, would you say that helped you um, with boundaries and relationships, yeah, like the I current think- relationships? I think so and I think as well it's like a thing where you have your time so precious being self-employed because you can always do something to better your own job or like I could always be creating content there's always something to do so if someone is messing me around I'm like I don't have time (laughs) like I literally do not have the time like you're not in my calendar like take that take that out of it and um yeah I think I just and because my boyfriend now is such like is just an angel like he's the best boyfriend ever that if we were to ever break up or anything or like looking back in the past I'm like how did I put up people like that or like in the future I could never put up with someone like that again from mm-hmm. my past because I've I've seen mm-hmm. how good this relationship is and so healthy and like it like love shouldn't be hard and I think in the past I thought you know there has to be these huge ups and downs like it's so normal to have toxic screaming matches but that's not like ah, right <laughs> it's right not, that's not how it should be and love doesn't have to be like that and I think that's very much normalized now for things to be toxic and like these trauma bonds and people kind of drawn to each other and just right. because you always keep going back to someone doesn't mean that it's a good thing you could just be in a trauma bond so did you feel like with your previous relationships like mm-hmm. you felt the screaming matches were just part of the argument and part of the healing process and mm-hmm. then this relationship has taught you that's not the case yeah I think as well because I was probably a lot younger in the last few relationships but also like that that's not an excuse either for being young but I think we just were really like we'd butt heads like a few of my past boyfriends me and him did so yeah I think it just it makes you it wakes you up when you have something that's good and real and like Mm. is doesn't give you anxiety and doesn't make you feel like bad all the time you're like oh this is how it's meant to feel like it's it's actually strange but in a good way like Easy, easy is a good thing. No stress. Yeah, you're like, why am not I not a lot of the p- yeah. peaks and valleys? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I love that. Would you say you both have fire personalities, or is this the screaming thing? So, like, my parents are divorced, and I remember just the screaming was 
constant. It's like, what's going on tonight? Where you actually were so, I was so aware of being the kid and thinking, okay, I shouldn't be thinking these things as a kid. Did you have a place in your life where screaming was taught that that was normal or that you just inherently were around it and that's where you developed that um, outlet? Or do you think it was just that person just rubbed you the wrong way and it got to that point? Yeah, it, there was nothing at home ever of scream. And like, I think it was just a, f- a few people. I can't even pinpoint it to one boyfriend, but a few people have had scream matches it. Like, I'm not saying I'm an angel either. I've definitely looked back and been like, wow, we've been really toxic in certain situations. But some people just kind of bring that out of you more. And like, I'm like, if I'm not toxic in this relationship, then was I really that toxic in the other ones? Like, maybe it was kind of a bit of both, but it was never normalized. I think I just like, if I get frustrated, that's when I get angry at things. And if I don't feel like I'm being listened to, or like, if I have to keep saying the same thing over and over again, if I have to ask you to care about me, like, and ask you to do things that like, make me happy, like, then it's not, you know what I mean? Not even, I'm not oh, asking absolutely for, know what I mean. if you're just being like, I just want you to be nice to me. Like, I literally remember begging an ex-boyfriend, like, why can't you just be nice to me? And like, that's the bare minimum. Mm. I feel so sorry yeah. for myself but I was like really really young at that stage like teenager so you just kind of you like you're not really taught in school and things about like healthy relationships and like what is good and bad and like I feel like there's so much more education now on like like TikTok and podcasts of like what's right and wrong and even on my own podcast we talk about that and we had a, a lady in from Women's Aid so it's like a, a women's charity and she was coming in and talking about like you know emotionally abusive relationships like how they start like coercive control all them kind of things because like you don't learn that anywhere like you kind of no, you don't you get older yeah that's the biggest so I'm in my late 30s as a millennial I think that's the biggest difference between millennials and gen z is that and millennials and older is that you guys have had access to conversations essentially that might be one-sided conversations through social media but unless you were reading a book or you knew the section at the library to go get that book um, or you knew certain websites, social media was really the first time that there's this ongoing conversation of this is narcissism or this is a form of emotional abuse or Mm -hmm. here's your baseline. And so do you feel like you and your friends have, are you aware that that's been a part of your dating history that wasn't right, pri- wasn't there previous to, to sort of social media? So, so yeah, de- definitely. And I remember the first time reading about like a narcissist and all, and I was like, I think I just stumbled upon it on the internet. Like one day, probably like feeling sad or something. I was like, wow, like it's, this is a thing. And like, I just, it unlocked a whole new thing for me to look into and like kind of validates how you feel. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm not crazy. Like, this person is doing these things or like being horrible in these ways and like I'm not making it up because like sometimes a narcissist as well which I've dealt with in the past not only from a past ex but also like just situationships and things but like they make you feel mm-hmm. crazy sometimes and they make you like question your sanity and question things that you you think and have I've heard them say and like it just makes you feel crazy and like to feel validated by reading things online is such a huge thing and it's so so beneficial as as bad as social media can be sometimes it is so educational as well so your first boyfriend that you decided to end things with when blogging started to take off and you knew he just wasn't uncomfortable what were the signs that you just felt he wasn't uncomfortable so he actually ended things with me he ended things with you yeah, so then it was a very 
sign he was uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were just like fine all the time and, and things like that. But I think like just kind of comments they'd make and like it wasn't just that. It was a, like I've had a few men in my life kind of say little comments like that and just be like, oh, who are you posting that for? And like just little things like that. And like I suppose we we were young. I don't even blame them at the time. Like maybe it was just that kind of immature mindset and like it would be so different now. But I think maybe seeing a partner that's like kind of rapidly grown on social media, like that probably would make someone feel a bit uncomfortable if they're not 100% secure in themselves, which like what like teenage boy or like whatever age we were like is. Um, But yeah, I think it was just like, I just felt the kind of iciness from that and like him not, he was really supportive at the start and then kind of just kind of wound back a little bit then because it was like, they like to see you get up to a certain point of success and then past that they're like, okay, that's enough that's <laughs> enough that's enough have a little bit of success to, to yeah, validate me but not too much success because yeah. that's too much attention yeah I think I don't know if it's in his case at all but I think I've seen it with other people that like men get intimidated by success as well if they don't feel like they're maybe doing enough and I don't know if it was that as well I don't I don't think it was to be honest but I've definitely seen that happen as well with with other people um not in my case but like from friends and stuff and when you did break up when he, he broke up with you, did you, were you expecting it or were you heartbroken having to pick yourself back up and go back to work and grow this business that's on the cusp of becoming a career? Was that a hard time for you or were you like, good riddance, you know, I'm, I am I have this to, to keep me company in a sense? Oh, it was hard, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So like we broke up and we'd go, we kind of always broke up like every few weeks. It was one of them relationships where like, you'd be like, oh, we're off again. Like, and at the start I'd be always crying. And then by the end I was like, girls, he's bro- he broke up with me again. Like, and I, I'd be laughing about him early. We'd be back together like the next day. But um, this time we broke up and I like, it was for real. So I did, I still didn't really believe it, I think. And then after a while it became apparent that we weren't getting back together. And like, I found that really, really hard. I think I was just, that just hit me really hard that like it wasn't there anymore and like I was so used to it and I, I just wanted it back and like I think I wanted what I couldn't have as well um and yeah I suppose building your social media when you're feeling crap and sad and low like even my breakup last year it's just the last thing you want to do like you feel so you never feel good about yourself in a breakup you just feel like shit like you really do so having to come online and like put on a, a face and like people were texting me being like your eyes look so sad I'm like they are they are but stop saying it like or like mention an ex and things like that when you're trying to kind of put them to the back of your mind for a few minutes when you're filming content like that is really hard Stephanie it's a hard part of the job that you kind of have to keep doing your job even when there's hard things that are going on in your life and Mm -hmm. it's very it's very much like your face of the brand whereas in in a different job like you're typing away and like obviously you're going to be distracted but like when you actually have to come on camera like it's it's you and like it's how you're feeling it's very raw um, and then people commenting on how you look and how sad you look is just not helpful at all. <laughs> That's really hard. Yeah. You, um, was he a part of uh, the influencing career at the beginning or and he then disappeared from the grid kind of idea or was it he wasn't yeah. really a part of it? So the, the comments about me looking sad was from the, the ex that I'm back with now. That was last year's breakup. Mm, that was last year's breakup. One before that, like, I didn't have enough of a following for people to really notice. Like, I t- people obviously knew, like, he would have been in a few pictures and stuff, but he definitely wasn't as involved as my now boyfriend would have been. Um, So, yeah, it wasn't as big of a deal then, but I just think it, it kind of gave me a bit of motivation after a while because I was like, I want to look good now. Like, I'm back on the scene, like, get my hair done. I think I went, like, 
bleach blonde, like long extensions, like everything. So kind of gave, gave me a little kick then. I think from then on, I did grow quite quick because I was so motivated to like do well. I think like in that way, breakups can can be good too. Like after the sad girl, like the hot girl era. And it was just, it was a good time. I look back at the that. The best like, cup of coffee that's going to get you through the next few months to, yeah. to pump out 100%. a lot of focus in your career. Yeah. yeah. So the boyfriend you're with now that you broke up, you know, you guys were apart for nine months. Yes. Was he a part of your grid and then disappeared from your grid? So that's he. How did people react to that? How did you react to that? Did you address it? What being an influencer and then going through a breakup online where they physically disappeared from the grid is that mm-hmm. what is what was that experience like? Oh my god! So I I actually had a chain on that said his name that I used to wear. And I knew the second I took that off, I was like, people are going to notice. And my friends were like, they're not going to notice. Like, it's not, people aren't that eagle-eyed. And I remember I kept it on literally even after we, after we broke up because I was like, I can't deal with people noticing. This Literally the day I took it off, there was like a tweet on Twitter that like got loads of likes and like people were wow. like, why is, why is the necklace gone? And like from then on, I think people noticed because then they probably check if you're liking each other's photos you follow each other I think I think we did for a while um and then we stopped but people were texting me asking me where he's gone like you're literally trying to put this person at the back of your mind move on with your life and people are asking you where he is and like just commented on that how like how sad you look and like people obviously some people mean it in a, in a nice way they want to be there for you and help you and things but there's also people who just are nosy I think and are like what happened tell us <laughs> quick and yeah. did you, I mean, I, I would think that's like going through the breakup all over again. So you have to basically break up twice, once for yourself and then once, you know, yeah. the forward facing breakup. Yeah. So we, we addressed it on the podcast then as well. So my friend who I do the podcast with, Ellie, she broke up her boyfriend at kind of the similar time to I did. Mm. We done like a joint episode called like the breakup episodes. And we both talked about, it. I think we, I'm pretty sure we both cried. She definitely did. And it was just like a big kind of opening up things I really wanted the narrative to be like like said by me and like not by other people to say like what happened because mm. when you break up there's rumors go around that are literally insane like I've, I heard every rumor in the sun but having the podcast gives you that voice to say no this is what happens this is it it's coming from my mouth anyone else's mouth to hear anything from it's not true um and I think people really resonate with the podcast as well because everyone goes through breakups it's one of them things that like it's literally a universal experience so people really enjoyed that and like people we went to breakups with are now happy as well and it's like a little like grown phase for everyone and like people can see that we're happy now after having that breakup and it kind of gives people hope as well I think. I was going to say when you guys got back together that's also you get to get get back together twice essentially (laughs) you get to celebrate (laughs) it twice so when you when you did the joint episode with your friend Ellie did you just put a link below kind of thing where you didn't have to physically describe it on your Instagram you got to sort of give them the gift of the podcast and then didn't have to mention it twice yeah so it was like um I think we just had like a clip of the podcast and we just put a link to it I never wrote any I was going to post a statement onto my page and like in hindsight I'm so glad I didn't because we got back Mm. together first of all but I just think it's too like it would have been just too serious yeah I was like I'm I'm glad I didn't um I think people still even spin things even when you put statement up and I really wanted to sometimes and speak my truth and deny like every rumor that was coming up but you can't if you denied every rumor you'd be on your stories every day denying something else and you just can't spend time like that but yeah I think just having the podcast directing people to there if they asked listen there you can see what happened and then that's kind of it and and move on that's a really nice recall that you as an influencer have 
the physical visual blog, but writing something down doesn't have the same resonance as sitting down with one of your best friends and hashing it out 100%. verbally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people, yeah. I think, probably would have a lot more empathy hearing your whole story, hearing her story, feeling your pain together. Me too. Uh, yeah. A lot less. Even when I listen to podcasts and things, if I, you know, you listen to a podcast with someone who you don't know and you might have had like a, a judgment on before and then you listen to it the whole thing and you're like, oh my God, they're actually really nice. They're like really down to earth and things. And like, it just gives you a different view. So I think with us on the podcast, it's definitely done that for us as well because we're seeing as influencers like to begin with, that was our, our main job at first. And like people have a kind of notions of you that you're going to be stuck up or like not a nice person. And then in the podcast, we kind of share our real emotions, our feelings and boy troubles that everyone has. And people can kind of relate to that. And I think that we we seem more normal then like because we are normal I think when you just see someone's picture when they're a 3d image they just don't feel like a real person but when they're talking about hard times and struggles they went through it just makes them feel like oh they're actually just someone down the road which we are like and that's one of the reasons you started the podcast yeah exactly yeah 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 I think we're like we're not on any pedestal at all I think like people think that you would be if you have a few followers but at the end of the day they could be all taken away tomorrow if Instagram decided to shut down. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that you guys have that outlet. That's so nice. Yeah, it is nice. So when you did get broken up with and you're having to balance going through the heartbreak of that breakup, mm-hmm. but then like you said, you're it's a really critical time in your career where you were trying to really grow yeah. your following and and your outreach. How did you balance that? Like what made you get up in the morning, were there any trips, tricks or um, tips that you had for yourself of how to keep motivated to get up in the morning and, and, and do what you had to do for, think, for your career? Yeah, I think just having, like, allow yourself to have the days in bed and cry or whatever. But after a while, you kind of have to be like, okay, allow myself an hour in bed to cry and, like, not the whole morning. Like, be a bit strict on yourself as well. Like, you can feel sorry for yourself at a certain time, like I used to literally say to myself, okay, between the hours of 11 and 12, I can sit down, feel sorry for myself. And then after I get back up, I put my makeup back on, wipe my tears and and do what I have to do because I'm just, I am self-motivated like that. And like, I think I was thinking like doing well is like the best revenge. So like revenge is in my head when I was getting broken up with. So yeah, I think just giving yourself time to be sad for a little while, but then after a while, just don't always feel so sorry for yourself. Like you will like you'll just end up being like that forever you'll get comfortable in being so sad the whole time if you just stay down so I think just bettering yourself is what's going to make you feel better so just find that deep within you whatever that is whatever it is your passion or like a sport you're into like get back into something and like give 100% because you have all this free time like you have this time you would have seen your boyfriend and you can now make content or you can now go swimming go for a run whatever it is like put your energy that you gave to that person in something else and you'll literally excel in it because you have all that time and and passion and revenge energy to put into it I think so I think just having that motivation that want to do well I think really helped multiple uh applications of makeup a day is definitely I think a trick <laughs> it's okay to apply it two or three times yeah, yeah waterproof mascara is great but yeah I think just yeah like I said just giving yourself the time to be sad but also yeah. you know hey come on like you're not gonna go anywhere being crying all the time and being a mess <laughs> That to-do list of being able to check off the last thing yeah. uh, really yeah. is a, a, a great tool to healing. 100%. Yeah. And you'll just you'll feel better about yourself by the end of the day. Like you'll know that you've done something for yourself and you kind of turn into a snowball effect when you're 
just staying sad about something all the time and like just sitting in your sadness which is important for a little few weeks whatever but after that pull up your pants and get back on and did you have a hobby that you would sort of cool off with at night after you were done with your day that uh also helped distract you when I feel like at nighttime it gets really hard everything gets really quiet uh would you go back to work and work more or would you have a, a I need a complete different outlet I always went to the gym. So every time I had a breakup, I'd get super skinny. <laughs> it was great. Um, like weightlifting in the gym, I really enjoyed and cardio at the time as well. But I, do you know what I always found like at nighttime, I'd be all right. Like it was, it was the mornings that were worse for me when I woke up and the first thing you open your eyes and for a second you forget that what happened and then it hits you again and you feel like pit in your stomach again. But it was like by the nighttime, like I always slept really well. Like I didn't ever have insomnia. I just slept like a baby and then I wake up and I hit it again. <laughs> So kind of you were a morning hitter okay yeah, yeah that was my worst That's time different. so it was just the, the like trying to get out of bed that was the worst um for me and yeah by the night time I was grand not grand but like I was better than than the morning definitely yeah so were you you were a morning gym person to to get you out of bed and to yeah. get some endorphins running in you definitely and it helps so much like you think that mm-hmm. people always say oh working out or exercise like I know it's hard to get yourself there but when you do like you'll never regret doing some form of movement even if it's going on a walk it doesn't have to be anything extreme but just getting air into your lungs like blood pump around the body it's just like there's nothing like it really is just like a healer in itself I think I think to divert just for a second as an influencer I think younger girls would love to know because situationships are relatively a new term, even though the concept might not be so new but now that there's an official term for it I feel mm-hmm. like people that are not looking for relationships that might mask themselves in the beginning as looking for a relationship to get what they want and not have to commit. Now that there's a word for it, I feel like there's even more of an excuse for people to lean on that. So how, what would be your advice for for people your age that are in situationships that don't want to be in situationships? How do they get out of them? I think they're really toxic sometimes. Like they kept from, from my experience, like you're just kind of in this limbo, like, you feel really I felt I always felt really bad about myself in them because a lot of the times you're in them because the other person doesn't want a relationship and maybe you don't either at the start but then you kind of I'm such a softy like I kind of always just end up falling in love every time um so it kind of like hurts you in that way so you're just always kind of left not feeling good enough and like that's not any way to live or like in a good way to 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 feel um I think as well you kind of you're in a limbo so you don't want to sit down and be like okay what are we straight away because you kind of don't want to scare them away but also like I said I just don't waste time like I have to be like at a certain point is this going somewhere or is it not because it's wasting my time and the deeper you go in and the more you kind of hang on to like false hope and live in like delusion the longer the, the more it's going to hurt basically in the end so I think just knowing your worth and not being afraid of it ending if you do ask what this is and like if they end it because you ask what's going on next then they weren't meant for there's you. your answer yeah. there's an answer literally um but I know people and even myself has just hung on for hope of maybe they'll change their mind or like maybe if I do this they'll fall in love with me but sometimes they they put you in a box straight away when you meet them and if they think you're never going to be their girlfriend then in their head that's just that's just how they think and they just want fun or whatever um but I think leaving situationships like it's just kind of like a breakup I'd kind of treat it the same um, and just kind of saying why you want to leave it and 
giving yeah. them kind of an, an honest answer I think everyone deserves an honest answer I don't believe in like ghosting and like leaving someone with like questions in their head even if it is a situation shift like they're still a person I think we should still respect them and have the respect to tell them why it didn't work out for you and not to leave them kind of feeling insecure and, and bad yeah I think that like you said it was really important of when I start to feel bad about myself or when there's that tipping point of just that weird feeling within your chest that yeah. I think I want this and the reason you have that weird feeling in your chest is I think there's a hunch that the other person doesn't then that's, that's why it. that feeling is is there. That's um, it. And, and, you know, maybe it's a, a paranoia thing, but when you do bring it up, you will be very quickly corrected that, oh my gosh, that's not my intention. Or yeah. it's, well, I thought that's what we were doing. And yeah. so that's your answer in itself. Yeah. So I yeah. think the second there is that tipping point, it's so hard though. Um, mm -hmm. I think convincing girls and guys to to speak up for themselves is is easier said than done and it is. uh do you feel like a situationships are more of the norm now or and you have to fight for those relationships what has been your experience with your friends in in your uh world um yeah i think situationships now can last for like months and months and you're kind of left you're wondering you're like well are we just presumed girlfriend or boyfriend like are they ever gonna ask me and like it's just that blurred line because it is like you said it's a word now situationship like that mm -hmm. used to not be a word and like I know friends of mine like just have just called themselves situationship and been kind of happy with that they're in something they don't really want to commit but they have someone there it's kind of like you're getting the best of both worlds in a sense yeah. which is it's good and bad because I think I just think someone always gets hurt in the end um but yeah, it's just, it's a tough one. Do you think it's mostly women hurting the men or men hurting the women? Men hurting the women. Mm, so it is still, you find that. Okay. We, we hurt ourselves though, because we go into something and women are fixers. I feel like we always want to fix someone or like, if this is a broken man and we're like, oh, I can help him. Like he says he doesn't want, doesn't want a relationship because he's hurt. Like I can change that. Like we're fixers. So we kind of stay in things too long and feed ourselves this illusion that we can, change everything and like it's a fairy tale well I do anyway I just fall in love with anyone um too quickly but yeah I think it's a bit of both I think women can as well like women definitely can wear the pants in that sense too but it's just if so if two people are going into it and neither wants a relationship I just think it's gonna end in tears and like I remember I was in one before and like looking back I'm like I was getting things done like I was um like just changing myself and like just trying to look better and like it was for this person just to make them like me more but like didn't work so <laughs> wouldn't recommend <laughs> um would would you say when you do go through a breakup or a situation breakup who's the first person you call usually um my friends Quiver. your friends yeah yeah wait what's the last thing you said at the end Quiver? Quiver is her name Ah, Queeve. Is that a, is that an Irish name? It's Irish, yeah. It's spelled like C A O I M H E, so it's a mad spelling. You guys have amazing names. I, yes. I, I um have met several Irish women with uh just yeah very interesting names we don't have in the states. Um, so does she does she kill you with humor? Does she heal you with uh? What's the first thing you guys do together? I think yeah, a bit of humor, but also like a non judgmental friend like I could literally tell her anything and she'd be like okay that's like that's fine like I she'd never meet me with like judgment she just give me like advice and 
I'm the same with her and I think we just kind of work that way and it's it's just it's good because by the end of a breakup or a situationship like she's probably telling me 10 times to dump them or like tell me a hundred times to end things with the situationship but like you don't listen but then when you finally do it's like you just kind of have that moment with them where you're just like okay I should have listened to you all along but they ne- they'll never say she'll never say like I oh I told you so yeah which is nice mm-hmm. like but I think having someone there like that who's like a sister is just is so important and I think once you have your friends I literally I'd be happy being forever alone like with no boyfriend and just have my friends if I couldn't find the right person like I just that was never a thing for me where I needed a boyfriend I always just happened to kind of have one but I kind of just stumbled upon them I never kind of went looking for them I think it kind of just found me what within reason of, of your comfortability what was the funniest or craziest thing you called her with where and what what's the most uh nonchalant reaction or, or uh funny reaction that she gave you back <laughs> well, I was I was dating this guy before and he told me like he didn't work and stuff and that was fine like he had like things on the side or whatever and then I ended up like finding out that he was working somewhere and like I went into the place and was like hey <laughs> why and is I he lying t- about working I don't know <laughs> I don't know why the man would like have an occupation but I told her about it and she just we were just laughing about it like it was just so funny because it was just did she show up with you to the to the to the job she actually lives in new york so we're long distance friends oh wow. yeah you have yeah. long distance all over your life i know i know my sister's long distance as well but um another friend oh. came with me on the day but she would have been right there if she had her lived lived in dublin at the time and um, what was his job was he embarrassed you think by the job yeah i don't know it was just in hospitality so weird I don't know. I'm, but I'm like the most non-judgmental person ever. Like I'd never like judge someone for their job. I don't know why. Yeah. Sorry. Trying to think of the funny. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a bit boring. All, all of my boyfriend's jobs have been pretty normal, but, uh, that's interesting. He felt, he felt he needed to hide that. Yeah. I'll never well, probably, this. probably better though, because like I said, it's, I think, it's the uncomfortability with himself that he's just not ready to be in the relationship, obviously, you know? Yeah. Wish he wasn't. So yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So what has been the biggest lesson outside of love languages that you think could be something that you want to take on for the rest of your life? Like in a, like in a relationship, in a relationship. Yeah. Um, what do you look for in a relationship? And then what do you want to, bring forth to the relationship um that you think could go the distance I think a relationship should be like an extension of like you and like a best friend to you because if you can't be best friends like it's not gonna stand the test of time I think because like you're gonna spend like potentially the rest of your life with someone so you need to have like that you know sense of humor together like laugh together and it's not just all about looks and it's it's more about like your actual like soul connection you can tell them anything like again without judgment like it's it's obviously not the same as like your girl best friend or whatever it's different kind of relationship but like it's just they just need to be your best friend I think it's the main thing Mm. and like understand you and like have communicate as well as such a huge thing like communicate about what is annoying you when it annoys you because if you don't it's going to just snowball and turn bigger and bigger and like end up in a big row when it doesn't have to like you can just be like that thing you done today like really annoyed me or like really irked me and you can kind of talk about it then and there rather than like putting it off and then just blowing up out of nowhere so then communication is really important as well and letting them know when you have an off day like they're not mind readers like boyfriends they're, they're not always 
like that so you know telling them and telling them how you feel and I think just communicate is such an important thing one of the last things we're going to do uh, is a lightning round so this okay. is just rapid fire of first thing that comes to your mind first sentence that comes to your mind perfect <laughs> okay lightning round when okay. was your first breakup I was 17. Do you remember your first crush? It was a guy in, uh, I think he's called a kindergarten. Do you call it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was that young. I remember I loved him. I was obsessed. Oh, he's, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember it. But he had like this little like <laughs> hair on the back of his head. And I thought it was really nice. Like a little ponytail. Like I loved it. Like, a, just, like, like, like short everywhere else with just the ponytail? Yeah. And now I'd be like That's that as great. a name. <laughs> That's great. What's your model relationship? Probably my mom and dad or my nanny and grandad's. Your go-to breakup movie or your favorite movie about breakups? The Notebook. And breakup song? Ending by Taylor Swift. Okay. Depending on what the situation is. So like if it was like a bad breakup, you'd be like the story of us or like all too well. And then if it's more of a softer one, it'd be like back to December. So any of her It's a big Swiftie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> has a song for every type of breakup. So she, I'm covered. And what is your breakup food? Probably like nachos or something quick. I never want to cook when I'm sad. Just something that like I can eat. It's comfort food. Nachos with cheese. Yeah. First thing you do after a breakup? Cry. <laughs> Cry. Yeah. 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 Write something down, like how I feel. Journal maybe. Hmm. And what is your number one red flag in a relationship or potential relationship? Oh, jealousy. Too much jealousy. Mm. A little bit is fine. Like it's normal, but just if it's like bored and control and like if it starts too early on it's like what is it going to be like a few years in so that is worrying mm -hmm. yeah and what is your number one green flag in a relationship or potential relationship I think like honesty and someone who's really open and like open about their feelings and how they feel about you I think that's really healthy and mm -hmm. it's nice so. and be we say beige flag I don't know if we're actually getting the definition of this correctly but what is a fun quirk of yours that your partner loves about you? I don't know if he loves it, but I'm a, like quite messy person. I don't think he loves that at all. I think that's, I don't think that's beige, it's probably red. <laughs> um, probably no. that I, I make him try food all the time. Like I, if I'm eating something, I have to have him try it. Even if he doesn't like it, he's like, stop, I don't like it. I'm like, no, you have to try. So I'd say that, because that's me being nice. You have the fear fear of others missing out he's, with you. <laughs> I'm like, I know you like it. And he's like, I won't. I'm like, no, I know you will. So yeah, I'd say that. Oh, and lastly, what are your words of wisdom for anyone going through a breakup? Come to a breakup, I would say that time heals everything. Even when you hear that at first, you think that people are lying. I remember my first breakup, I literally was like, they're lying to me. I'm never going to feel okay again. But like, you will, like you literally, it's weird. Like you'll wake up one day and it'll just be a switch. Like you don't feel 100% better, but you don't think about them first thing in the morning or like when you wake up or when you see their favorite drink or something, like it just kind of, switches a little bit so I think just knowing that time does heal everything even when you feel like you'll never feel okay again you will and you actually come back better and stronger and you'll know what you want and don't want and you'll learn so much from a breakup as well like every breakup I've had has shaped me so much into who I am and like I just wouldn't take any of them back accepting all your breakups as part of yeah. who you are yeah 100% yeah yeah because it just shapes you and tells you what you don't want as well so as hard as they are at the time they just make you a stronger person I think as well Thank you guys all for listening to Uncoupling this week. We want to thank Charlene for joining us and being so candid about situationships, how she gets better during a breakup, and the fact that she's a morning 
hurt her. You hurt in the morning. I think that's so interesting and good for people to hear because uh, I think that's maybe the minority. And I think people need to know the tips and tricks of people that are really hurting in the morning during breakups. So I appreciate all your candidness. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm your host, Holland Roden. And don't forget to subscribe to Uncoupling, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to sign up to become an exclusive member of our Patreon community. I'll see you next week. Uncoupling podcast is produced by Stampede Ventures, Jason R. Ellis, and Holland Roden.